So grieving is complicated. It's very complicated and very involved. There seem to be two poles, two extremes. Like at times I feel nothing at all. And then I feel everything at once. It's funny how grief begins before it actually begins. It's like you start grieving in other ways or for other people and then the real dose of grief kicks in. Because I had been considering the pandemic and all the changes and inconveniences during 2020 as great losses. For instance, I was grieving the act of physically touching family, hugging my friends, my sisters, my father, and my mother. My mother battled cancer the whole pandemic, and I couldn't touch her. I couldn't even go into the hospital. Like, my family waited in the parking lot in the car. And I grieved physical touch. I grieved physical presence. Now, I know the worst kind of grief. I feel it, it's in my body. And I'm learning that it's important to take your time with grief, otherwise you you can become careless and even reckless. And by that, I mean rushing into things, rushing to make big decisions, doing things that seem like they have healing power or power to ease your pain when it's just kind of numbing you for the day. And I, during pandemic, I... I was really grieving along with others. I mean, everybody lost um, a family member or a friend or people were dying, you know? Um, So again, like it was like I had a, a preface to the real thing, but there was nothing like the real thing. And for me, I guess keeping a routine, you know, having a busy day is important in my grieving process because I imagine one can get stuck in in mourning. And because I have my my children, because they're learning about grief through me and from watching me and I don't want to collapse into sorrow you know I because I know that they know I'm sad at times you know but even my oldest daughter pulled me to the side um right after mom not right after mom passed but she did pull me to the side and as the oldest you know she she can see and she said that I know you're sad mommy but we need you you know and um 
and and that spoke to me and that helped me to kind of um strengthen up in a way um and I really thank her for that uh because grief is real and it's it's like a dance <laughs> the grief dance is real um my mother actually danced a lot she had a two-step and a quick step that was uniquely hers and hers alone uh you could you know she could dance and be a solo dancer in her own universe i remember you know she would had a way of extending her elbows and kind of opening the palm of her hands getting you know the air underneath her arms it was almost like these wings you know she it was like she danced with these with these wings you know um dance was her thing so it's like uh if you have a dance partner your entire life it's it's beautiful you know the connection with your dance partner um what what do you do then like when life just matches your dance partner my dad was a dj and growing up he'd play music or spin records as he would say he'd spin records for us on saturdays um, it's so firmly planted in my memory, like the the brown carpet, the brown speakers, um, the record player, um, just, you know, my senses still respond to that memory of us dancing and listening to music on Fridays. Uh, so it had to be most Fridays uh, for it to just stick with me the way it does. But he and mama used to slow dance. Um on Friday nights. And I imagine that when they were real young, their dances were probably, you know, full of spins and twirls and dips because they were fun, you know, to watch when they danced. And you could tell that they used to like really get down. Um, They were dancers. They had this shared love of music. And if a song came on, they would both go to the same time period, the same space, the same memory. You could see it. They they would instantly like uh, click and kind of like link up even if they were driving in the car. It was like they were still dancing together. And I grew up listening to music, you know. Um, yeah, music is is really, really important. And, and I became a dancer because of my mom. Um, and since she's passed, it's funny, my dad's been playing like Bobby Womack Pandora Station. And you get the most soulful rhythm and blues songs that come through and you can tell that they're connecting him to the good times. And as my parents matured and got older, um, I noticed how pulled into one another they would be during a slow dance moment and I'd watch them dance closely smiling over each other's shoulder there was this trust and love and forgiveness and longevity all of that was like inside of that embrace <clears throat> it's beautiful you know so my 
my respect for music and dance is because of my parents. But that grief dance, though, that grief dance is real. And the shoes are extremely uncomfortable. And with the grief dance, you're enjoying everything, right? You're, at first, you're, you're enjoying everything. And then it, you're in sync. You're in sync with your partner. They're supportive. And they put you at ease in every way. Um, and then there's like a spin move. You know, they twirl you around and you're spinning and you're spinning and you're spinning and you kind of zone out, but you know, you're just kind of spinning and then you feel them disappear. Your partner, right? And you're alone. That's, that's what this is like. That's the, that's the dramatics of it all. My father's dance partner was just pulled away from that beautiful personal embrace. And no matter how poetic I put that, no matter what analogies I employ, the reality is that life can change dramatically and without caution people who you depended on for daily support have to leave this physical earth i you will have to leave this physical earth one day my mother has reached her heavenly realm and i don't think god mismanaged that at all I walk by faith, yes, but I'm used to seeing my mother. She has been in my sight for 37 years. It's just when life, when life takes your dance partner away, you know, what do you do? What do you do? I believe we have to focus on the life we have. That's what I believe. I believe we ultimately have to focus on the life we're living right now and learn to dance differently. In the same spirit, but differently. And it's not that I or my dad, it's not that, you know, we're solo dancers now. We're just having to move differently and with the help of God I know that we can learn to dance differently the back and the core these are the muscles that dancers use for stability and strength when it came to my back Mama had it. And the core? The core is the source from which she loved me. Grief is the new muscle, by the way. And to just do life differently is easier said than done when you're used to people, places, and things. But truthfully speaking, dance was a real love language between my parents. The memories of 
them dancing together in that brown living room and all of our little brown feet joining in on that brown shag carpet, all of the love and synergy during those weekend jam sessions. Those memories will never die. But there are new jam sessions to be had in a different home with new little people, with a special dance partner. My heart might still be broken, but still, I know I gotta dance and make new moments, new memories that will have lasting capability too. Next Sunday, Clanisha and Keith were married in 2009 on Valentine's Day. Eager to start their family, they gave up their honeymoon and 12 years later are finally preparing for the Jamaican getaway they've always dreamed of. In next week's episode, the siblings reflect on what marriage has taught them, how marriage has changed them, and how unconditional love is a lot more sacrificial than beginners may realize. Thanks for checking out the Serenity Sunday podcast, a unique series in five episodes promoting my upcoming book, Serenity Every Day. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it resonated with you. Be sure to like, share, review, subscribe, and tag me, Clanisha, on Facebook at Clanisha D. Sibley and Instagram at Clanisha Writes. Let me know if this pilot podcast is something I should keep up or if this particular episode has some ideas that you'd like me to delve deeper into. And don't forget, this fall, I will adapt this personal growth blog to book form, expanding some of my most loved Serenity Sunday blogs and sharing some new, vulnerable, and courageous content that I've never blogged about. Thank you so much for listening to the Serenity Sunday podcast available exclusively on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Peace.